So, mate, you think that I should do the intro? You should do the intro. Well, welcome to the Everyday Church podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Dude, best intro yet. Absolutely. Gordon. Gordon. Oh, no. Jordan Gorsey, Barry Littleford, Everyday Church podcast. Great to have you along. Two small-time pastors just chewing the fat. Uh, talking about things and, and Jordan, great to have you here. Thanks, man. S- sitting in my study, which is always immaculately clean. It because does the job. I am just one of those pastors that desk is never untidy whatsoever. I can see so much of your desk right now, like just so much room. A couple of inches here and there. <laughs> hey, dude, we are mind you, great to be with you. But dude, check it, episode thirty-four. Yeah. Don't don't come to me with your podcast to say I've done three and I'm the best podcaster out ever. Yeah. Come to me after you've done thirty. After there, you can talk the talk. There is something about the longevity. We've been around in this game for a long time. And uh you know, this is a hard industry to break into. It, it is, man. And we are it well is. established. We are up there with the other podcasters that we know of really well. Like Kerry. <laughs> like Kerry. He's on about 250, but and you know, that's you know okay. We're catching up. We, well, I'm not sure about that because <laughs> we've had a couple of weeks off. Hey, if you haven't grabbed it yet, um, you might not be aware, but we did launch one uh, a fortnight ago, episode yes. 33, which was our reflections on United Leaders. We did it in the car. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. A, a sensational time. You know what? It wasn't like that bad. No, no, no you, you, you came across quite well, man. Thanks. So did you. you were all smooth, you know, Barry White kind of style. It was, it was a, after yeah. a game of basketball. We were both hot and sweaty. The windows were down. It was fantastic. It, it did the job. It's good to know that we can podcast on the go. On the go, man. On the Modern go. technology. Now, so today, we should, we should get in because I was listening to a podcast the other day and I kid you not, 25 minutes of intro babble. <laughs> really? And I was like, man, I don't know why I'm still listening. So I hope that people aren't thinking that we're the same. We are better than that. We are. We're not going to babble on for 25 minutes. Well, we, we are, but we not are. about the intro. We're going to intro and then we're going to babble. So today, we are going to chat about preaching. We are. And we're actually, we're titling today's episode, actually, Renew Your Preaching. Renew Your Preaching. And um, we were sitting here, we're thinking, what are we going to talk about? Um, and we were, we were thinking, we were thinking, we got on the idea of preaching, and that, you know, I was talking about how there's a couple of different places that I'm, I'm preaching at. Yeah, you've been starting to do the circuit, oh, no, man. No, well, I haven't, I, I haven't started, it's, it's coming. Uh, well, the, the, no, 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 you, you preached somewhere different last week, so oh, okay, okay. you've started, dude, you've started. You're right, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll tour. <laughs> The tour of Adelaide. That's it. Willow Creek, here I come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it, man. (laughs) I'll send you a DVD. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, but going to different churches, and I was discussing how different churches brings out different things in me as a preacher. Yeah, yeah. That if the church is is small and Mm -hmm. and aging, that brings out something different within me. If it is uh, young and large, all of a sudden, something else comes up in me. Pastor in you, just it, it, it just like a phoenix from my soul, just emerges and something happens. I start to yell. I start to stomp my feet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the pulpit, man. No, there's no pulpit, man. It's a young church. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there, there's something that happens in me depending on the crowd or the church that I'm being a part of. Mm. So, for instance, in a few weeks' time, I'm going to a, a church that I know is very. 
uh, accustomed to to ministering in the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, and I'm thinking, great, I have permission after the service yeah, yeah. to be free. Mm. I have, the, I can hear the Spirit of God, and then we can start praying. We can lay hands on people. I have permission to do that. Yeah, yeah. And as we were discussing that, we realized that then, well, how how do we preach into our own churches that maybe don't have that culture yet? How do we yeah. kind of renew our preaching or develop our preaching? to accommodate for the things that maybe God is calling us to as leaders. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I recognize is that each congregation has their their aura, if you like. It's not yes. necessarily even a culture. It's, no. a, it's an aura, and you walk in there, and you kind of feel like what you're allowed to do and what you're not. And sometimes if, you know, you go in and you go, well, am I allowed to do this or am I, you know, and you ask, and... Um, and they go, oh, no, 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 <laughs> you, you can't do that. Can I give a call for a response? Oh, no, no we don't. No, no, we no. don't do that here. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I suppose what I've been thinking through is, is sometimes as preachers, we just don't want to create a storm, and so we just slip into that aura and keep it going. Yeah. But, I'm, but I started to wonder what happens if, if we as preachers want to break out of that yeah. and renew the preaching, not just not just our preaching, but the preaching to the church mm. and what it hears and what it experiences, and how do you birth that new thing that you want to do? Because you know, for instance, the uh, the church you're going to the the youth one in a couple of weeks' time. I mean, somewhere along the line, someone deliberately and intentionally mm. built that aura within the life of the church. Yeah. And, and so that means that it can change. It can be different. Mm. And and a part of that, I think, comes from us as preachers deciding that God wants us to bring preaching in a different way within the life of the congregation. Yeah, I think you're right. And so if we take it now to the level of the local pastor in the church so you're mm. preaching the majority of your Sundays that's what kind of we, that's our yes, situation that's do, yeah. um, you know so we can take it from the visiting you, you you're entering into someone else's aura or vibe or whatever you want to call it sure. or, or their I guess their preaching expectation or culture mm. um, and now we're going to take it into your church this is where it gets hard so for instance I absolutely admire um, Craig Rochelle yep great guy Great church, but what do I actually admire more than his content mm. is his deliberate uh, opportunity for people to respond to the gospel every single week. And it doesn't matter if they're preaching no. on money. No. It doesn't matter if he's preaching on yeah. divorce, you'll get a call to respond. And again. even if the message, and this, is, this it sounds weird, but even if the message doesn't even involve a gospel presentation, he'll tack it on the end. And he says every single Sunday... That happens. And I listened to a podcast that wasn't Craig. And normally I'm like, oh, well, who's this guy? But they did the same thing. And I thought, wow, this is a part of their culture. And they did that. And I thought, wow, I want to do that. Mm. And then I instantly went from me being a part of Life Church to me being a part of my church. And I thought, <laughs> how is that going to fly? You know, my church is an amazing church. And we're, we're going to grow. We are growing slowly. But the majority of my people are... Uh, in, in their in their latter years, mm. um, they have been a Christian longer than I have been breathing. Mm-hmm. What are they going to think 
And what are they going to do if I start calling people every single Sunday to respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ who are already Christians? Because you can already hear the the talk, can't you? Oh, yeah. Um, we've been coming here for years. Yeah. And it's fine if new people are here that you call them to respond. But mm. why are you calling us to respond? Yeah. Because we've already been here for 50, yeah. 60 137 years. Yes. Why are you calling us to respond? Mm. You can already hear the oh, yeah. self-talk going around and around, yeah. can't you? And as the pastor, you are torn in the, is it the chicken or the egg? Yep. What do you do? Do you start calling people to respond to the gospel before there are new people or after? Do you start the youth group when you have kids or do you start the youth group to get kids? Mm. It's such a hard challenge. And this isn't just for gospel presentations this is for everything how how do i start changing myself as a preacher to maybe break break through some culture barriers how do i start delivering the word of god in a way that will actually start attracting new people or perhaps communicate the gospel in a way that actually even seasoned christians can understand things at a deeper level how can i do that when it hasn't been done yeah because there's a, there's a huge issue. You know, in both our churches, we are pastors that have come in after other pastors. Yeah. We're not starting new churches. We are, we are the succession plan. We are the next. So what that means is if we bow to the cultural, the vibe of the church that we're in, then we're going to take our place with the pastors that have gone before us. That's right. Which means that we're just going to be a carbon copy. We're just going to, in a sense, probably not a carbon copy, but we're going to preach the same kind of style, the same kind of way as what they're already used to. But the reason that we're there as their new pastors isn't to do the same thing, but to hear the voice of God and maybe do something different. Yeah, and and so I've been pondering on how much do I allow myself subconsciously Mm. to be formed by this culture or this aura that the church has of what's acceptable and what's not when it comes to to the things of God. Yeah. Uh, how much do I subconsciously bow myself to asking people to respond uh, to what I'm saying? Like, mm. can you give me an amen? Can you tell oh, me that dude, I'm on the track? I um, want to do that so bad. <laughs> like, I, I, I would just love for the people to start responding like that. But, and he, here it is in my mind right now. We're not that kind of church. That's right. It's the we're, self-talk, oh, isn't it? Gosh. Now, now we've got a, a Zoe community. They, they're coming out of the Qing province of Burma. We've got a we've got a, a, a whole heap of refugees yep. who are worshiping in our church, and awesome. and awesome. Um, and they join in with us. But we've also made space for them to worship in their own. That's language. awesome. Yeah. And I went and worshipped with them in their, their first <laughs> yes. time. And men, men, you have not been in enthusiastic worship. I don't care what white church you've been to <laughs> you have not sung with the gusto and yes. the passion of these zoe people like mm. they are phenomenal and every prayer mm. there is at least uh five ha- the prayer will go <laughs> hallelujah and the whole congregation yes. will go, amen yes <laughs> like just- oh dude goosebumps <laughs> all over i want to be part of that church man <laughs> and, and, uh, and i'm just uh, and, uh, you know, I think the challenge for me is to help them feel like they're a part of our congregation is to start yeah. dropping that nice. into the white congregation. Oh, could you that imagine? They're a part of it. You drop it and five people, amen! amen! And all the white people are like, what's going, <laughs> what's going on? I thought I was in a uniting church. <laughs> 
That's true. This is self-talk that we have as preachers that to conform, to not make waves, to mm. go with what people expect because we yeah. want them to hear the gospel. But I'm just wondering that God is God calling us to renew our preaching mm. and to put aside that self-talk, to put aside mm. that that feeling of having to blend in wow. and to step into a new world of yeah. going, this is how I think God wants us to free ourselves from the staidness, yeah. if you like, or whatever, and to bring some through. So, I mean, I, I think swapping churches has been interesting for me. Mm. You know, I've been in this church a year now. And right from the get-go, I decided that every week I was going to call for a response. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, I've had some people who are thankful for that. Had some people who go, "Well, no one's coming up because there's times <laughs> where no one comes up." Yeah, and, and I just say, "Look, I don't care. Yeah. My job is to give the response. It's God's job to move people's hearts." Yeah, good. And so um, uh, I, I've done that. And starting new gives you permission. It does, yeah. but even now I'm thinking like I've set it, my preaching culture already ten months in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do I continue to break yeah, out of what's, that? Yeah, what's next year look like? Yeah, yeah. Right. How do, I, Ooh, how do yeah. I keep on calling people to respond uh, to the gospel, respond to what is being preached, respond mm. to uh, what's going on uh, in one way or another and keep that fresh? Because I think, I think a part of us wanting to do that is to bring a freshness and a vitality yeah, to yeah. the congregation. Well, really, um, our preaching is a reflection of... of of the joy that is found in God's word as well. Well, actually, mm-hmm. what we share is meant to communicate a kingdom reality, and we should try and embody that one in our lives. That's that's the call of the church, but also embody that within our preaching. And if you're standing there dead still and and you've got no emotion and you're just kind of just sharing the facts, and maybe because that kind of bows to the culture of your church then you're saying that this is how you respond. This is how you live. This is how exciting the Word of God is. But I guarantee you, if your favorite football team's in the grand final, you're going to be stupid. You're not, yeah, gonna, yeah. you're not really going to give a toss what people think. You're going to be like, you need to hear this great news. My team's in the grand final. You're going to jump. Your eyes are going to be wide open. You're going to be wearing the colors. You're going to be excited. But when it comes to our preaching, we've kind of almost maybe believed a lie that we need to kind of submit mm. to the norm. But in fact, the only reason you should ever submit to the norm is if your church is beautifully mirroring the kingdom of God. Because if it is, everyone's jumping. Mm. Everyone's having an absolute ball. Everyone's on their knees in worship. It, it's ready. And by all means, just be a part of that. But if your church isn't, then you need to model something different. You need to bring that joy and excitement and that fire in your belly to the yeah. Word of God because it's serious. And, and I look at some of the big preachers in the, the States, you know, I look at Tony mm. Jakes, I look at Verdict, look at Rochelle. Yeah. And, and there's a part of them that if if the congregation is not giving them enough energy, they'll actually start demanding it of them. Like, yeah. They'll go, look, you've you got to help me preach this. I'm mm. a better preacher when you're... When you're, yeah. uh, you know, you're giving me feedback about where I'm going and what's mm. happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have a culture over there. And, and I don't think we've got a culture here in Australia. But I think there's a lesson uh, that mm. we can learn, even if we don't have to go to it. Oh, I mean, we don't need an organ playing in the background. We do. Further <laughs> kills that man. He last the, the other week he called and he said, "Where is my organ?" That's at? right. I saw. That. And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> 
<laughs> Even when the organist is asleep, you get him playing. He was asleep, man. He would have got such a caning for that because he was not on it. Oh, that's so funny. He was in Nod Dod Land. I want an organ behind everything, man. I do. And well, I've got one. I've well, got one. No, it's going to teach someone to get some get, jazz get, fingers on that. Get Marjorie onto it. Man. Oh, done. <laughs> you know what? But they, um, but they, they call they they call the congregation yeah. to do it now. I, I think we get scared if we continue to call and nothing happens. And mm. I suppose then we're going to go back to prayer. And it is the way that that we're asking people the right way. Yeah, yeah. And is there something different that we can do? I think you do have to be wise for that. You don't, you can't yeah. keep on asking people to do something that they're never going to do. Yeah. Um, but. I don't think that that should bring us back to the norm. I think it should then go, okay, God, what what mm. else do you want me to do? And and to maybe, it's like running any group. If something's not quite working, you, yeah, yeah. you move it and you shape it and you tweak it to where you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. That's Because really what we're talking about here is the energy in the room when the Word of God is preached. That's really yeah. what preaching does. It invokes energy. It convicts the heart. It, it, it tugs on the heart strings. It does so many different things. And we want to ensure that when people are hearing the Word of God preached, that they are getting excited. Not hype, but getting excited. And that really matters. It does matter. So we need to be pursuing these things. And, and I... I look at the churches in the States, and it is a different culture. That, that's yeah, yeah, like it is. the States trying to learn wisdom from us. They can, but to an extent, because we're Australian and we're very different. Mm. So I look to the States and think, man, I would just love to get that kind of feedback live, to get that kind of encouragement. I was at a church, and uh, we were on a panel together. It was a journey. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, people started applauding after our responses. And man, that got me lit up. I was like, <laughs> come on. It brought out something different in me. And I think that what we're seeing with those churches in the States is they realize that, that mm. the people bring out something in the preacher in the same way the preacher brings out something in the people. That's right. So I know that, that Stephen Furtick or T.D. Jakes would preach far better to a, to a stadium of a 1,000 than they would to 200 people, and, and, hands down. And, and it, is, it is actually harder to preach to 15. Yeah. Than it is to a hundred, yeah, and it's harder to preach to a hundred than it is to five hundred. Yeah, I mean that's just the reality. The more people that are there, the more energy mm. they give you. But you and I have both been in a room though, where the congregation has given you nothing, nothing, and silence, you, and you feel like you have earned your money. Like every point, every word feels just like it's uh, falling on deaf ears. You and get that blank look in their face. Yeah. Dead silence. Eye contact, which actually is worse. I'd prefer them to look at their phone. Just blank eye contact. It's like, man, am I preaching at a funeral? Like, what is going on here? And and what's hard for me is I'm trying to preach with some enthusiasm. Like, mm. that's my style. I'm, not, I'm never going to be the quiet, contemplative kind of preacher. I'm always going to be the loud. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sway more to preaching than I am to teaching. It's going to be loud, mm-hmm. and it's going to be inspiring. And even with that energy, dead, just, just, just quiet, it's hard work. But we do have permission as preachers to ask them, mm. you know? And, and when you look at the... the um, African-American preachers, and, and Ferdix yeah. really modelled himself on that as well. Uh, yeah. You know, there's the touch people. There's mm. the, and, and so what they're trying to do, and I don't like it. I don't like but, it. But when I, <laughs> when I look at it, what they're trying to do 
is turn to the person next to you and say something yep. or repeat after me mm. is they're trying to make sure that they're not in a coma. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Does, yeah, you're right. And, and so what they're trying to do is by getting them to move or getting them to speak is to snapping them into a more audible and wow. movable fashion of mind and that's the techniques they have now in australia i think we've got to learn how to do that differently yeah because i think we just look at american culture and go no 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 but it doesn't mean that the reason why they do it is wrong no it's just how we can do it in the australian context yeah that's the important thing now with this all being said we're not just when we're talking about renewing your preaching it's not just about getting your congregation to talk back because, man, that would be great. I remember I had one of my congregation members say to me after the service, man, that was a great sermon. I just felt this amen, and then I just kind of held it. I said, no, <laughs> let that sucker out, you know? And, and they didn't. But there, there is, there, when, when good preaching occurs, there is something that comes up in the hearer, and we're just trying to ask them to let that overflow. But even with our delivery, we've got, we've got to think about other things, not just what the congregation is doing. You know, how are you presenting the gospel? Mm. Are you are you changing your volume? Are you walking around? How are you addressing your notes? How are you using your hands? Mm. All those things are a part of it because all those things engage people in different ways. And and, and are you are you changing up your style? Like, yeah, I go through a period every three years. I'll try and reinvent my preaching style. Mm. Um. But there are also passages of Scripture that lend themselves to a different style of preaching. And yep. do you give yourself permission to do that different style, even though it's not your comfortable yep. or your easy style? Do you give yourself permission to try something completely different? Mm. Or are you so trapped mm. in, this is what people like and I don't dare break out of it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's always the tension for me is... Mm. Am I being more obedient to the aura of the congregation or am I being more obedient to the voice of God yeah. and what the voice of God says to me? Because yeah. I know that the best preaching I ever do is to myself when I'm in bed <laughs> Dude, yes. because I ace it yeah, man. every yeah, single bring time. Bring in some fire. You, oh, man. But, I, but then you bring it in front of a real-life congregation yeah. and and um, and you've and something happens. Yeah, yeah. And so we've got to sort of build within the life of our our people yeah. and within the life of ourselves to always try and renew yeah. what we do and how we do yeah. it. So really, it, it's about unboxing yourself as, as a preacher. Um, you know, being open to what God is saying and, and hearing and being aware of where your audience is at, but not allowing that to be what then constricts you or changes what God is saying. That's if right. there's a hierarchy, it's what God is saying above what the church is used to. The church has some say, but when it becomes more important than what God is saying, it becomes an idol in and of itself. Um, but I know for me that as I'm preparing these sermons for these different churches all uh, for the rest of this year... I'm preparing them all very differently. Yeah, that's right. Because With I, your expectation yeah, of what the church is like. of what the churches are like. And, and to an extent, that's okay. But if I don't allow God to speak into that and say, actually, no, Jordan, this church needs this. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 this church is very conservative. It, it probably needs this. And God's saying, no, I want you to jump up and down. That's or right. vice versa, I want you to sit on a chair at the charismatic church and just teach. You need to be ready for that and be open for that. That's the unboxing that I think God wants us to do is to be flexible. To be open, because I don't think God wants to box us. 
I don't no. think, I don't think God wants us to be just one thing all the time. God is growing us more and more into like his son. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So our preaching must evolve and hopefully and this is this is our, our desire is that as your preaching evolves so will your church. Mm. That as you become more free in the spirit, and that doesn't mean jumping up and down, just free in how you're engaging with the Holy Spirit in worship, in preparation for the word, will hopefully then allow your church to be the same. Yep. And that might look very differently to different churches. It, it might. And and there is a preacher in all, inside all of us that has mm. yet to come out. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, I, and I think that God gives us that vision of that preacher um, yep. for us to work towards. Yeah. And, and I, I know that there's a lot of times it's about my confidence in who I am mm. that limits me. Yeah. Uh, more times than I can count, my wife would turn to me at the end and go, why didn't you not call for a response after that sermon? Yeah, yeah. And I go, I know exactly why. Yeah. Because I didn't think they'd do it. Yeah. There's, there's that fear, isn't it? There's that, yeah. There's that confidence thing. And there's a bit of pride. There's a bit of pride because when you say who's going to respond and no one responds, you're like, ah, that means I failed here. And, and look, in my evening service, I've been calling a response all year. Yeah. And 97% of the time, nobody responds. Hey, but because you threw it out there, there was a response. But but then, you know, the other week, um, I preached a sermon, called for response. I had seven people out the front. Dude. And, and, uh, and just praying for them and laying hands on them. So you just never know. And I just say, look, I'm going to go and sit over the side. Yeah. You can come. I'll yeah. pray for you. Yeah. And uh, if you come, you come. If you don't, that's cool. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me and go, I wanted to come forward, Yeah. but I was too scared. Yeah. And so can I see you during the week? Yeah. And this is one of the encouraging stories I heard as a testimony from Life Church. This guy was with Life Church in the States for... Uh, months and months and months and he kept feeling the prompting of the Holy Spirit to respond to the gospel to put their hand up and to say yeah I'm a Christian and and I love the words in his testimony he was saying every week Craig would call for it and my hand would shake and I every week I came and I said I'm going to respond this week I'm going to respond this week because he knew it was going to be there that's right so just because people aren't saying yes doesn't mean they, they don't want to say yes. And God's not doing a work inside of them. Yeah. yeah. And there is there's this and you know what? It means they gotta work for it. And the Holy Spirit's gonna wrestle with them and who knows it might be their hundredth time of having an opportunity to respond to the gospel, but that should be in a hundred weeks of church. So I wanna call out to any pastors who are listening here today mm. to say break out of the box that your congregation might have put you in. Yeah, become your inner preacher. Become your inner preacher. Come on, work toward. Maybe that's what we should have called it. Man. Oh, can become, we change the title of our can, podcast? We can to the inner preacher. The inner preacher. Ooh. Bring that sucker out. Bring. Uh, I have a friend who says, Barry, when you get really fired up, you go black. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. so he calls it releasing the black man. Yeah, we, we, we won't title that. <laughs> we won't title it that. The inner but, preacher. <laughs> but what what he's saying is is that there's an inner preacher ready to come out. Yeah, and and. And uh, and in each of us, yeah, and it's different to who you actually are right now. It is. And as I prepare my messages, my goodness, I can I, I preach to myself. I'm preaching in the car. I'm preaching in the shower, and I get g'd up. I get pretty excited, and then the fear comes in. That's right. And then the little bit of worry, and what's 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 Agatha going to say? And, that's and, right. And, and and you know the people in the pew that's going to give you that strange look. Yeah, yeah. When you start going a little bit red hot. Yeah. yeah. And 
and it's time just to unleash it. I, I wonder whether, and I, I probably know the answer, whether that inner preacher is the promptings of the Holy Spirit saying, this is who I'm calling you to be. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we can be that when we unleash what is within us. And that is allowing the Spirit of God just to work through us in amazing ways. So we hope that you've enjoyed our musing today. Be your inner preacher. Let it out. Let it out. Let let that dude or dudess it could be weird. fly. It, it could be different. Uh, and it's going to be a journey, like everything. Yeah. It's going to take some time. But um, go on the journey of allowing, because you and I are now, because we've G'd each other up as we've Dude, had this if I could go to a service right now, man, what they would get <laughs> would be something special. Look, uh, that comes to the end of our podcast. I think we've probably nutted on just enough. Um, mm. I hope you found it helpful. Hit us up on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Facebook uh, Everyday Church um, podcast, yeah, podcast, <laughs> and, um, and 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 let us know. It would be really great to start building a relationship with you guys out there if you're listening. Yeah. Um, so until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye bye.